Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? Guess what today is? It's my podcast birthday. Yep. We're at episode 104. And even though I'm not good at math, I do know that 52 plus 52 equals 104. And here we are, my friend, two years of doing this podcast. I can't believe it. Sometimes it feels like I just started yesterday and other times it feels like I've been doing this such a long time coming here each and every week to hang out with you. And I'm so incredibly grateful that you are at the other end of this. And so I want to do the same thing that I did last year because what is a podcast birthday without gifts? So what I'm going to do this week is do a birthday giveaway. Each day, I'm going to draw a daily winner from those of you who leave a podcast review in Apple Podcast and um, send you a gift. And it is such a gift to me when you do leave a podcast review because it helps other people find this podcast more easily. Let me, let me, uh, tell you a story here. So you know that Dr. Axe was recently on the podcast. Let me give you a little um, backstory of how that went down. So last fall, I got a random email from Dr. Axe's publisher. I opened up my emails and it's like, hello, I'm Dr. Axe's publisher. And I would like to know if you'd be willing to take a look at his new book that will be coming out and if you would consider him as a guest on the podcast. Well, I mean, my eyes about bugged out of my head. I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? <laughs> and, um, you know, I played it really cool, though. I was like, oh, sure, I'd be happy to review this book. And I will let you know what I think if he's a good, you know, he'll be a good fit for the podcast. Of course, you know, I'm jumping around like, woo, texting my friends. Oh, my gosh, Dr. Axe might come on the podcast and freaking out um, because Dr. Axe is so well known. You know, he's got the the number one most visited natural health website. Um, and, you know, he's just very well known and respected in the holistic health world. And um, the reason that they found me is because of you, because of you, my friend, because you went and left your review and I had enough reviews so that when they went in to look for possible podcasts for him to go on and share his book with, mine popped up. And so that is the exact reason that um, I ask you to go on from time to time and leave a review, not because I'm fishing for compliments or anything like that. In fact, it, it kind of pains me to ask you to go do that. Um, but it's truly with the bigger purpose and passion and cause of just having more people find this and so that I can spread the good news of real food the way God made it, help keep more people focused on 
more God and better health in their daily lives. And you're helping me do that. You're helping me spread this um, by leaving the reviews. And I'm so incredibly grateful. And so I'm going to give away a gift each day. And I ordered some Cellcore products. That's what I'm going to be giving away. Y'all have been hearing me talk about Cellcore is one of my favorite supplement lines. Um, a lot of you in the club are doing the four-month foundation protocol, which I think is a wonderful gut reset. And so um, and so I thought I would share some of those uh, products with you. And so if you leave a review, you can leave one or you can leave one each day. I'm going to go in and check them at the end of the day, draw a winner, and then at the end of the week, do a big mail out to all of you winners. It's going to be so fun. Love giving gifts away. Um, so go and do that on the Apple Podcasts. I know that's where most people listen is on Apple Podcasts. And so I know some of you listen in, um, on other platforms, but that's just that's the kind of go-to. That's where people look the most. And so if you will leave it there, I would be just so very grateful, my friend. So also what I thought I would do today is what I did last year, which is kind of do a year in review of all the best podcast tips and inspiration, kind of all the juiciest things we talked about. And so I'm not going to go through every episode because I feel like I would be here a really long time. And it's really hard for me once I get talking about one of the episodes. It's like I want to relive it and, and tell you everything about it. <laughs> um, but we don't have time for that. So this is good because for uh, if you're a new listener, you can get a, a feel for the things we've talked about and you can go back and listen to the ones that sound interesting or, you know, to catch up on. And for those of you that have listened to every single one, God bless you. I want to hug you through this microphone. But um, I know if you're anything like me, and I, you know, I kind of think you do, I think we're, we'd be buds in real life if I could, you know, if we could hang out. But anyway, if you're like me, you probably hear something, get information like this, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start doing this thing, or I'm going to remember to go back and look more into that. And then you kind of forget to incorporate it or apply it. And so this will be a good review for some of those things that we've talked about that maybe. You need a reminder, a good kick in the pants, um, or something to circle back to. Okay, so let's do it, my friend. We're going to start with um, episode 54, which was all about hormone testing. Now, what I explained to you in that episode is that even though a blood test, like a serum test, is the most common test choice in the conventional medical community, it's not really the best one. Okay, it's not the most comprehensive and quite often will come back, quote unquote, normal, um, even though a woman might, you know, clearly be experiencing hormonal issues. Okay, and so um, a really good method for testing hormones is through saliva or dried urine. I love the Dutch test. Dutch stands for dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. And it is comprehensive, for sure. You get a lot of valuable information from it, um, including cortisol testing, you know, so it's great for um, taking a look at how those adrenals are doing and your hypothalamus and pituitary, you know, how is all that in the adrenals, you know, how is all that signaling? Is it signaling well and working well together? You get extra information about how well estrogen is being metabolized and detoxified really um, extra great information. And so anybody can go and order a Dutch test online. 
Um, and so for club members who want to do a hormone test, I would direct them to the site to order the test. And then we would set some something up once you got the uh, the results back to go over it. I do have a, a coupon for $100 off, a coupon code. And I will put that in the show notes if you're interested. Because they're kind of pricey, you know. Um, but, you know, they're really, really, they're good. They're worth it. So anyway, Dutch test for hormone testing. I really like it. Okay, the next episode, 55, was about crisis eating. And oh my gosh, y'all, I mean, I thought when I did that podcast a year ago, um, we were, you know, kind of in the, in the crux of this COVID uh, situation. I never thought a year later, it would still be so prevalent in our lives. But here we are. Um, And so I think it's a good time to check in with ourselves. You know, when when that first happened and we were all quarantined and stuck inside and stuck inside with our families and dealing with our kids who were not going to school, I know a lot of us went kind of crazy train and started eating all the things, drinking a lot more. And of course, that was not good for our body. And we did that. And as a stress response, right? So when we look at it through the model, the self-coaching Christians model, um, which is what we did in that episode, the circumstance was maybe, you know, it was COVID-19 or maybe quarantining. And it's that thought that we have about it that leads us to take the actions that we take, right? So if we're in fear, if we're in stress about it, um, then it might drive us to eat, to drink, to try to buffer from feeling uh, that way, feeling icky about it. And so you really have to go back and examine what your thoughts are about it um, and what is leading you to these kind of actions, you know, this crisis eating. And I hope by now, um, not that we want this to be our new, our acceptable new norm, but I hope that it's evened out a little bit for you. You've found your stride. But um, but it's a good time to check in with yourself. You know, have you made progress since last year? Are you still living in that fear mode? Because that's not good for anybody. That stress, that fear, um, that ain't helping your health <laughs> at all. And so it all starts with your thoughts, right? So examine those thoughts and um, let them lead them. Choose ones that lead you um, to make better decisions. Okay, the next episode we're going to talk about um, is Salty and Lit, episode 57, which was our Easter episode. And we talked about functional Christianity. I love that because, you know, I'm a functional nutritionist. And how, you know, how do we use nutrition um, in a way that helps the body show up in in a functional way in the world? Like, how is it working for our body? In functional Christianity, how are we showing up in the world as the salt and light of Jesus? Okay, so we talked about light and we talked about um, salt in this episode. And, and as far as light goes, remember that in the same way that light exposure to the sun sets our circadian rhythm and signals our body how to work throughout the day, daily exposure to the sun, our savior, Jesus, will do the same. When we absorb him through the word and the Holy Spirit, his light will also direct our day and our night in the best way. And so we can show up as his light in the world. 
Okay. We also talked about the physical importance of salt to the body. And two of my favorite salts are Redmond's Real Salt and um, Celtic Gray Salt. And it's just that reminder um, that as Christians, we have to ask ourselves, are we being salty? You know, are we bringing the love and the peace and the grace and the hope um, of Jesus into the world? You know, Jesus said, if you've lost your saltiness, what are you good for? It's important that we bring his flavor, his light and his flavor into the world. Um, on a more physical, practical um, type level with salt, a good tip is to put a pinch of salt in your water for added minerals and electrolytes. And I know it sounds kind of weird, salty water, but a little squeeze of lemon and a pinch of salt and water, salty lemon water, it's actually kind of delicious. So that's a good thing to incorporate into your day. Okay, the next episode 58 was all about the liver bucket. I love this visual of having a bucket and going through everything that you eat and drink and put on your body or in your body throughout the day. And imagine putting it in this bucket and taking a look at all of the things that your liver has to deal with from your morning toothpaste to your coffee um, that might be sprayed with pesticides if it's not organic, uh, to the dyes in your yogurt, to the toxins in your lotions and your makeup, to the over-the-counter prescription medications, to inflammatory oils in your salad dressings, to the fumes in your cleaning products, to your glass of wine. I mean, you just think about all the things you're exposed, you expose your body to on a daily basis that your liver must deal with. And it can be very burdened and overloaded, you know, but we have a lot of power to take burden off our liver because when our livers are overloaded, every function in our body suffers. You know, when we can't detoxify properly, our every, every function in our body is going to be dragged down. And so this is just really taking a look at all of the things that you use throughout the day. And remember that it's a cumulative effect. I think a lot of us want to just keep everything separate, like, oh, it's just this, you know, it's just this lotion, can't be that bad, you know, or it's just this, it's just this fast food, this one time with these bad oils, or it's just, um, you know, this coffee, I didn't want to spring for the organic, you know, whatever it is, but it, it all adds up. It's this cumulative effect that all comes together. And so what can you do? What can you swap out that would really help take the burden off your liver on a daily basis? All right. Think about that. And if you meant to be like, oh, yeah, I was going to switch my cleaning products or, oh, yeah, I was going to, you know, check out Beauty Counter. Or I was going to check out some other, you know, kind of cleaner, safer brand of products or, oh, I meant to switch over to organic coffee, you know, Take this as a cue to do that or add another layer in of protection for your liver. Okay, um, episode 59 was the purpose of the body, which is our theme for the May round of Feast of Fast, which coincides with the season of Pentecost, you know, when we receive, which honors the season of um, the gift of receiving the Holy Spirit. And um, it's really based on the Bible verse from 1 Corinthians six nineteen. do you not know? that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And what I always want to remind you of here is that our highest health goal is to be an excellent vessel for the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's a very big deal. 
that we carry the Holy Spirit around in these bodies. And that we, you know, taking care of these bodies is so important so that we can be the hands of feet of Jesus in the world. You know, taking care of our bodies, holy business, because when we feel well, we serve well. And that makes the world a better place, starting with your place at home, you know, with our own families. We're just in a better mood. We have more patience. We have more energy for the people that we love and are closest to us. Um, that was really expressed in the the episode I did with Pam. Do you remember? Um, that was a wonderful episode. And she talked about how she lost 50 pounds, but more importantly, saved her marriage. And it was all because of the way she was eating and changing that and getting that blood sugar regulated, you know, and it really affected the way that she showed up in the world and interacted with people. And so it's just so important. And so I love the reminder. I love that it's our theme for the May round of Feast of Fast. And so if you didn't get on this round, um, that one will be, we'll have it again in May, starting on May 3rd. So I'd love for you to join us for that. Okay, episode 60. Oh, this was a good one. This was body weight set point and busting through metabolic plateaus. And we talked about the magic of a variation for metabolic health. Okay, changing things up a little bit to bust through a metabolic plateau. Because in the same way, your body down regulates the effectiveness of the same exercise you do every single day. You know, you've heard that, right? Like you can't do the same exercise day in, day out for the rest of your life. You know, you, you got to change it up because your body becomes used to it and it becomes less effective. And it's kind of the, that same principle with, um, with our diet. Um, what can be really helpful when we're stuck in a metabolic plateau is to vary it up a little bit. You know, that change up keeps your metabolism on its toes and fired up. And that's why the feasting and fasting is such an awesome and effective dietary strategy. Okay, it's also the same reason that doing short bursts of intense exercise like sprints or HIIT workouts um, are much more effective than steady state cardio. So if you are stuck at a metabolic plateau, change it up, you know, add in some feast days, um, add in some longer fasts here and there. We do that in Feast of Fast. We do super fast. Um, in fact, in this round that we're currently in, Feast of Fast for Lent, we're doing weekly super fasts. Um, and so we're doing a long, extra long fast each week, challenging ourselves with that. And it's been really wonderful. Um, but that's a good strategy. Do some sprints or some high intensity interval training. All of those, you know, can be helpful for busting through a metabolic plateau. Okay. All right. The next episode to talk about, um, episode 62, I answered some of your hormone questions. And so one question that, you know, I always had, you know, when it comes to hormones, I, you know, my thought was, well, our Bible sisters didn't use hormones. So why should we, you know, and it seems logical that if our Bible sisters didn't have access, access to supplemental hormones, that we should be able to handle things on our own as well. But the thing is, our Bible sisters were not exposed to the thousands of toxic and hormone disrupting, disrupting chemicals that we face on a daily basis, you know, in our foods, our skin products, our cleaning supplies, and the air we breathe, just kind of like I was talking about with the liver bucket, um, you know, and to put it bluntly, I mean, their bodies just weren't as jacked up as ours. So that is the bottom line. Um, and, and the thing is that they did have access to nature's pharmacy you know, tons of plant compounds that God put on the earth 
um, that they utilize to boost their womanly health, you know, and we have those options available to us too, plus bioidentical hormones that better match our body um, than synthetic ones. And so there's a whole lot of options out there. It's so interesting because um, I read that mistletoe is good for helping promote progesterone. We have all this mistletoe at the ranch. I just think it's amazing, you know, all of these compounds in nature that can be used. And so, um, you know, I know Dr. Axe talked about a uh, chaste berry um, also for for progesterone. There's just a lot of things that, that you can do naturally um, and try. And so don't be afraid. You know, it's really important as we age to make sure that our hormones are at the level, at an appropriate level, because it will throw everything off otherwise. Okay. Episode 63 was your sun prescription, you know, your prescription that I'm giving you <laughs> for getting sun and certain foods and getting enough zinc. Um, you know how I love talking about our bodies in relation to creation, you know, and how important the sun is for our health. And so we talked about some photoprotective foods and supplements that um, can help you be in the sun longer without getting burned. I think if we think historically, you know, people um, didn't have sunscreen. You know, they weren't lathering up with chemicals to protect themselves from the sun. They used clothes and shade and stuff like that. But also, they were not so inflamed on the inside by all of these, you know, terrible food chemicals and toxic chemicals that we're exposed to. And so when we're more, the more inflamed we are on the inside, the more susceptible we are to being inflamed on the outside, like being catching on fire, so to speak, from the sun. Um, and so some important foods to include for um, help, helping to protect your body are healthy fats, um, especially omega-3 fatty acids, um, foods high in carotenoids like goji berries, tomatoes, sweet potatoes, carrots, watermelon, and cantaloupe. Those are all high in carotenoids. They're very highly pigmented in that warm red and orange color right? And so that kind of reminds us of the sun. They're known to be useful as systemic sun protectants. You could drink more green tea or take EGCG, um, which is a supplement. It's a compound that's found in green tea, and it's been shown in studies to offer preventative effects against the sun. Um, it's also a good one for firing up the metabolism, that, uh, that EGCG, um, also, again, found in green tea. Um, astaxanthin is another one, another good one uh, to help protect you from the sun. It serves as a natural sunscreen in marine plants, and so um, it can be helpful for us as well. Um, when you do need sunscreen, you want to go for a mineral-based sunscreen like zinc oxide or titanium dioxide, you know, something that creates a physical barrier to protect the sun, protect your skin from the sun. You want to be sure to get non-nanoparticles. Uh, nanoparticles are super small. Um, and can find their way into the bloodstream more directly, but the non-nanoparticles are bigger and safer. Um, you just don't want to be rubbing a bunch of chemicals on your body and then baking in the sun. I mean, that's just a horrible idea. So do go for something cleaner when it comes to sunscreen, okay? Okay, episode 65 was a great one. We talked about protein, why you need more protein. And we... Uh, I was focusing on the book I'd read by Dr. Minkoff called The Search for the Perfect Protein. I loved his story because um, he's a former vegetarian um, and, you know, found his health failing. And he was very active in, in 
did all kinds of um, like triathlons and stuff and, and, and found how how better his body performed when he added protein. And so anyway, I go into the nerdy details about how protein is absorbed and utilized and how you're not likely getting enough protein um, to begin with um, or not utilizing the kinds of protein you're eating. And I thought it was interesting that Dr. Minkoff, um, in his book, he says, all people with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome are protein malnourished. All depressed people and people with anxiety are protein malnourished. All osteoporotic patients are protein malnourished. All patients with cancer are protein malnourished. All patients with autoimmune diseases like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis are protein malnourished. All patients with sleep disorders are protein malnourished. And all Parkinson's patients are protein malnourished. And all Alzheimer's dementia payments patients are protein malnourished. That all comes from Dr. Minkoff's book. Pretty bold statements there. Um, we know that we need protein to build muscle. Muscle helps us burn fat and it shapes our bodies and it helps us lean out and become stronger. And so I recommend, you know, shooting for 70 to 90 grams of protein on most days. Doctors like Dr. Minkoff and Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, who um, I also really like to follow on this subject about protein, they recommend even more uh, protein than that. Um, which can be kind of, it can be kind of hard to, to get down. But if you're, you know, getting 70 to 90 grams most days, you're going to be in great shape. Um, a lot of pros recommend eating as many grams of protein as your ideal body weight. So, for instance, if a target healthy body weight for you is 130 pounds, then eat that much. Uh, 130 pounds, then eat 130 grams of protein. But like I said, that, that can be really hard to do. And you have to be have a lot of intention around that. That is what would take a lot of planning and such. And so, um, but I tell you that because it makes getting 70 to 90 grams not sound so bad <laughs> or hard, right? Um, the most, the proteins with the, the highest um, ability to be assimilated are going to be from, you know, eggs, meat and fish from obviously from animal sources of food. Um, but you can really change your body shape and your health by getting enough protein. So focus on that. Okay, in episode 66, we talked about the five step healing process. And I'll just remind you what those five steps are. So if you're going through some kind of protocol, excuse me, I'm moving around over here. I'm, I'm adjusting my position. Um, and my my fancy microphone picks all the sounds up. Okay, so the steps of a healing process. So, you know, if I'm going to, if you go to a practitioner or, you know, a holistic practitioner, another nutritional therapist, or if you're in the club and we're going to go do a protocol, these are the five things we're going to be talking about, the five steps. We want to identify and remove stressors, which might be, you know, food. It might be gut dysbiosis or infection. You know, we talked about that recently in a podcast. Um, chemicals, sources of stress. So, you know, all the things we talked about with the liver bucket situation, um, we need to talk about things that might be stressing you in your life because it may, it might not be a food thing. Um, it might be that you're totally stressed out and you're setting off cortisol all the time and it's completely wrecking your body. It's throwing off everything else by all the cortisol coursing through your veins. So we've got to, we've got to identify and consider all of the stressors, whether, you know, wherever they're coming from. And food can be a stressor for sure. 
Um, number two, we would create a, a dietary protocol. You know, what's going to be the best for you? Um, three, build in healthy lifestyle and stress reducing activities. You know, are you sleeping, getting enough sleep? Are you getting some sunshine? Are you moving your body? You know, for me, I want to know, are you meditating on God's word? Are you incorporating that in, into your day? That's going to be one of the best stress busters. It's going to be one of those things that just helps you take a deep breath and like everything's going to be all right. Okay. Um, number four, then we add in helpful supplements. You know, that's not the number one go-to. You can't out supplement, you know, a bad diet, uh, not exercising, um, living with lots of stress, you know, supplements are not going to overcome those things. And then finally, step five is just time. You know, people do not give their bodies enough time to see progress, to lose weight, to heal. You got to think of the amount of time it has taken your body to, you know, get imbalanced. You know, for some of us, it's just been this process been going on for years and years. You know, I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm getting in my 40s. My body's just breaking down or my 50s. And, you know, there's some, that, you know, yes, we're aging, but a lot of that is like your body's just like, girl, I'm tired of what you've been doing to me for the last 20, 25 years. It's all, you know, it's finally hitting the fan up in here. You know, it, it's just your body can only take so much and wear down so much and take so many, this assault of pesticides and toxins or, you know, stress and um, not sleeping enough and all of these things, and it, it will wear down your body. And so, as we do all of these things and and try to, um, you know, incorporate these better practices and better foods, your body just needs time to let it to heal. And like I often say, for your body to believe you, you think of if you've been somebody yo-yo dieting a lot in your life. I think your body is really um, wise to that, and it's kind of sent back like, let's see, is she gonna stick with it this time? You know, before it really is going to release, um, release weight, release toxins, release stress, you know, you have to do your body a solid. You need to give it what it needs and give it time, but it, it knows what to do when you do that. So, but that's important. Okay. Um, number, let's see, let's go to episode 68. We talked about heck yeah, self-control. So y'all know that, um, well, in Feast of Fast, when we get to the, the third level of carbs, which is our heck yeah carbs, right? And that's when we bring in all the things, the, the wine, the chips, the tortillas, the cookies, the ice cream, whatever it is for you, that's a heck yeah. Um, we bring it into those weeks. Um, and our theme verse for that when we bring in the heck yeahs is 1 Corinthians 6, 12. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things build up. And I, I also like uh, the verse from Proverbs 25, 28. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. So when we let our boundary walls fall down, um, we can kind of get out of control with our food. And so for, you know, some kind of boundary walls that we can build into our heck yeah days, if you're having problems keeping those reined in, here are um, some strategies to help with that. So number one, stick to your top 10 heck yeahs. Okay, so in Feast of Fast, I ask everybody to outline their top 10. Like, what are your top 10 heck yeahs? Um, and you 
could only stick to those for a period of time, like maybe three months, right? Like I'm only going to eat these top 10 heck yeahs. So that's one thing you can do. Another thing you can do is only eat your heck yeahs on feast days. So for those of you in Feast of Fast, you know that um, I don't have a hard and fast rule that you can only eat heck yeahs on feast days. You can have them any day as long as they're falling within the, the carb range we're trying to stick to. Um, but if you find yourself um, having, you know, some lack of self-control around your heck yeahs, then only eat them on feast days. And then finally, you can always track them. You know, it's not my favorite thing to do, but tracking can be very useful. Just because I don't love it doesn't mean it's not useful and not an awesome tool that's really helpful for people. In fact, we, um, in the summer in the Christian Health Club, we always do a track your max challenge. I think it's good for everybody to do it every once in a while, even me. Um, good for me. It's just good to check in with yourself and see where you are on all those macronutrients. Um, and just realize that, you know, tracking can be a good tool if, if you need it. Okay. Let me see here. Um, episode 71 was overcoming scale drama. And I like one. I like these manager mind episodes, you know, the self-coaching Christian episodes where we are always working on our mind. Proverbs 4.23 says, more than anything you guard, protect your mind for your life flows from it. So I want you to remember that the scale number is always neutral. It's the circumstance. It means nothing until you assign a thought to it. That's why one person can see 150 pounds on the scale and be like, woohoo, I'm crashing it, you know? And another person can look at 150 pounds and be like, oh no, this is horrible, you know? And how can that be? is the exact same number okay it's because of the thought that is assigned to it it depends on the person but it's all about a thought and so we want to approach our scale number like a neutral journalist or an investigative reporter you know who's just gathering the facts remember when I just was telling you about the uh, the gut reset episode I did and I got on and my the scale was low I was like what is happening here (laughs) I'm very confused. And I was really looking at it as an investigative journalist. Okay, why could this be? It could be this, it could be this, it could be this. Okay, Um, if your scale is up, maybe you're thinking, okay, why could this be? Well, I had a lot more carbs yesterday. Maybe I'm retaining water. Maybe I'm ovulating or I'm on my period. Maybe it's a hormonal fluctuation. Or, you know, I've been drinking like a dadgum fish, drinking wine every night. So, you know, maybe this makes complete sense. Okay, let it inform your situation. Like all of the potato chips I ate yesterday are making me retain water and it's showing on the scale, scale, you know, of course it is. That makes sense. Just look at it like that, you know, and think about why that number might be the way it is, whether, you know, it's something that uh, you prefer it to be different, but don't freak out about it. Get gather information so that you can make informed choices. Okay. Okay. Um, episode 73 was back to school, back to health, back to God. That episode was all about how I approach my family's nutrition. Um, I always like to do an episode like that, um, around back to school time, even though I know some of your kids aren't even back in regular school. God bless you. Um, but here are some good takeaways from that episode. We try to eat eggs four days a week for breakfast, um, with my kids. I want to send them to school with protein for sure. I encourage my kids to eat their protein first. That's really what we focus on. Um, that's going to give the biggest bang for their buck when it comes to health and growth. You know, yes, I want them to eat their vegetables. 
but I really want them to eat their protein. Okay, we eat it all, um, but I will like if if I had to, I'd, I'm like protein first. You know, make sure you get your protein down. As far as supplements go, my strategy at that time and still is is that for them, I alternate liver capsules with fish oil. You know, I don't think you know I've been talking about that a lot lately, um, using liver capsules. But and honestly, you know, I don't think in nature we would eat liver every single day. And it can be kind of overload, just like I don't think we would naturally eat fish every single day. So I think alternating them is a great strategy, you know, and I like liver as a whole food vitamin source. It's just such a superfood, so incredible. Um, Giving them a really high quality fish oil, you know, boosts that EPA and DHA for their brains. Again, it's not something I want to give them every single day. Um, I like to cycle those throughout the week. Um, I'm also giving them CT minerals from Cellcore um, and the Mito ADP, ATP from Cellcore and sometimes iodine for the boys. My Blair still can't swallow capsules. I mean, she has a total mind block about that. So she's not getting as much as the boys are. Um, but she'll get there. Okay. Episode 74 was circadian rhythm feeding, uh, feeding and fasting. So this is another body in relation to creation episode. They're my favorite. And we talked about how it's natural for our feeding window, the hours that we eat during the day, and our fasting window, the amount of time that we fast overnight, okay, our feeding window, our fasting window, it's very natural for those to change according to season and sunlight. You know, when the sun is out longer, like in the summer, it's natural for our feeding window to be longer. We're awake longer, right? Um, And the fasting window to be shorter. Whereas in the winter, when there's less light and it gets dark earlier, it's more natural for our feeding window to be shorter and our fasting window to be longer. You know, I just, I don't subscribe to a static feeding or fasting window. Like you have to fast 16 hours every single day for the whole year through. I mean, you can, that's fine. Um, But I also, I just like, I like to, you know, I wanted to do this episode just so you have some understanding and grace around that. Like if you want to fast every single day for 16 hours, that's fine. I don't think it necessarily jives with our circadian rhythm. Um, But I think this opens up some understanding and some grace, you know, that's what that's it really came about it was all about me because I was like why am I eating more carbs and why am I fasting less in the summer you know and then and it just made sense once I started looking into it oh well I mean carbs are more prevalent in the summer the lights longer um I want to eat more carbs I don't fast as long I'm up a little bit later so you know it just makes sense we have to really look um through the lens of our circadian rhythm Okay, um, episode 75, I had um, Dr. Heather Rhodes on and we talked about PCOS. That was a really good episode. And when I asked Dr. Rhodes what she has found the biggest game changers to be when it comes to balancing hormones um, and for addressing PCOS naturally, um, she said, understanding the type of PCOS you have, you know, polycystic ovarian syndrome, there are different, um, you know, kind of different manifestations of it, I guess, forms of it. Um, she said, knowing whether or not you have the MTHFR gene, and I kind of talked about that in um, one of the episodes I recently did, that genetic SNP that would make you um, not assimilate B vitamins as well. 
Um, lifestyle, you know, is lifestyle contributing to some of the symptoms like stress would be, you know, one for sure. Um, stabilizing blood sugar. I'm always talking about that here. One of the biggest problems I see with people is just that imbalanced blood sugar, blood sugar dysregulation, lowering stress hormone levels, you know, cortisol, and understanding movement in a way that will support hormones. Um, and I think probably what she meant there, um, you know, things like gentle movement, like walking, yoga, things like that, that are not stressors on the body, especially if you're a body that's already in stress and, and putting a lot of um, really intense workout on that. On top of that, it, it may not necessarily be a good time for that. Okay. Episode 76 was stocking your fridge in your pantry. And oh my gosh, y'all, we went through so many specific items in that episode. Um, the show notes are a great resource for that episode. If you go to, if you look under podcast and episode 76, it lists all of this stuff out, but I'll just kind of hit some of the the top tips from that. And one was to always check the dirty dozen list, um, dirty dozen list from the EWG to know what produce to buy organic, because you don't have to buy everything organic, but there are certain foods like apples, you know, which are super sprayed and pesticides. And you want to know which ones those are. And buy those organic, you know, because like my kids eat apples almost every day. And so again, going back to that, your liver bucket, you know, if it's something you're going to eat every day or drink every day, like coffee, those are things you want to upgrade, right? So organic coffee, I put, you know, the, some links to that, like what I use, but really just looking for some good quality coffee. Um, some of my favorite staples um, that might be more obscure, you know, um, you don't hear me talk about all the time, um, are on that list. Things like uh, Arroy D, the Arroy D coconut milk for my coffee. I order that from Amazon. I've been using it for years. I love it. It is, I mean, the like shelf, or, you know, the coconut milk or almond milk that you get at the grocery store. For me, it's too thin to put in my coffee. This Arroy D coconut milk is really thick and delicious. Um, coconut aminos instead of soy sauce. Soy can cause a host of problems in the body. And so I try to avoid it as much as I can. Um, I like primal kitchen salad dressings. You know, most salad dressings use soybean or canola oil or cottonseed oil. And you know how I feel about those. Don't be drenching your beautiful salad with inflammatory oils. Um, I mentioned earlier that I like the Redmond's Real Salt or Celtic Gray Salt. Um, to put a pinch of that in your water. And then my favorite crackers are Mary's Gone Crackers. The, um, the original kind, not the seedy ones. I don't really love those. But the original kind, they're kind of like uh, old school wheat thins. But um, they are the best gluten-free crackers on the planet. Delicious. But um, a whole list of different grocery things are in the show notes for that episode. So check that out. Okay, episode 77 was kind of those one of those mind episodes. You know, we have to talk about mind too, spirit, mind, body. We cover it all here. Um, and that one's called Your New Body, Evidence of Things Not Seen. And so I based that one on Hebrews 11.1, 1, which says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I think it's really hard when we're trying to change our bodies, um, we want to rely on the present or the past evidence. Like, I am overweight. I am sick. That is the evidence that I have in front of me. You know, and so, but what we're looking for is getting evidence from our future self. 
you know, the one who has already accomplished the health goals we want to achieve, who is already at the target weight, who has already overcome the illness. And so I asked you to think about these two questions. What would your future self, the one who is at the ideal weight and who feels great in her body, what would she tell you to stop doing right now? And the other question is, what would she tell you to start doing? I think those are such fascinating questions to think about. Okay, I'm going to skip forward to episode 79, the Equinox Detox. This is another episode about our, our bodies in relation to creation and how doing a short cleanse or detox around the change of the seasons is a great thing to do. It's just a very natural time of the year to um, do one of those. And so in the Christian Health Club, we do these short three-day detoxes four times a year. Um, and we cycle out protein and really focus on veggies and fruits. So it's a very low protein. It's mostly, um, yeah, well, it is. It's it's basically like a vegan cleanse. Um, and so it's good for several reasons to do that to you know when the when you give the it's like a therapeutic a small therapeutic approach to cycle out the protein and let the body um, use the vegetables and fruits to really go in and scrub things clean um, it also falls into that metabolic variation category you know we're changing things up keeps the metabolism on its toes and helps keep things flexible and fired up and so um we're going to be doing um, our spring detox in april uh in the club. Um, normally, I would time it with the spring equinox, but we're right in the middle of Feast of Fast in Lent. And so we put put our spring cleanse off until April. So that will be our April activity. Okay, episode 80 was five health books that changed my life. And so of those five, um, probably the two I would recommend you reading um, would be Wheat Belly and The Complete Guide to Fasting. Okay, those are great books, very relevant to they're relevant when I read them years ago, and they're relevant today. Okay, episode 82 was energy testing, supplement talk, and beauty tips with, uh, with my friend Leslie. Leslie Bumpus, who's also a nutritional therapy practitioner. She is a hoot, so fun. We also did a Zoom call where she showed us some energy testing, and we talked about some beauty tips. That was super fun. But we talked about... Um, muscle testing, parasite cleansing, how Leslie shaves her face. You know, she learned to do that from her Japanese roommate who was a model and she's been doing it and she has really beautiful skin. And so I did shave my face. I haven't, I haven't taken it on as a regular practice, honestly, because I've kind of forgotten about it, which is why, again, it's good to go back and revisit all these things we learn. Um, but it can really help keep the skin kind of exfoliated and smooth and soft. And, you know, men shave their face every day. And it sounds kind of crazy, but Leslie swears by it. And um, so there's that. We also talked about using the Cellcore Hydroxygen um, on our skin. We mix it with this beauty counter product called Mineral Essence and um, spray it. And I have, I really love doing that. Um, I think the Hydroxygen, which is actually one of the Cellcore products I will be giving away this week, my friends. So leave a review and uh, you might get it. But it is one to be used. You can take it internally or use it externally. In fact, um, I, my husband, who is a cattle rancher, as you know, but we recently went through this like snow apocalypse here in Texas um, and 
it was horrible. You know, we had all the snow and all these power outages and everything, just this kind of unprecedented weather with ice and all these things. And so anyway, my husband was out in the elements every day breaking ice for our animals so they could get water and um, just he was, you know, dealing with plumbing things and using his hands. Anyway, his poor fingers were just cracked, just cracked and hurting and sore. And so I put some of the hydroxygen on his skin and he was like, oh, it, it healed it up so quickly and felt so much better. I mean, there, there was really quick relief for him and he was like sold. He's like, oh, that stuff works. And so it is really good topically as well as internally and good. You can also nebulize it. So I love the hydroxygen. There's lots of ways you can use it. Okay. Episode 83 was meal and exercise planning for a healthy cycle. So we talked about how to time your macros in your exercise according to um, your follicular phase, which is the first half of your cycle, your menstrual cycle, and the luteal phase, which is the second half of your cycle. And we also talked about seed cycling to encourage better hormone regulation in each phase. So the, for the follicular phase, you want to get plenty of cruciferous veggies, incorporate flax and pumpkin seed. Um, you can eat more carbs at that time. And it's also uh, the better time to do harder, more intense workouts. Um, and in the luteal phase, we focus more on protein and healthy fats for blood sugar regulation, keep carbs a little bit more reined in, um, sunflower and sesame seeds for seed cycling, and lighter, more restorative exercise like walking and yoga. Okay, episode 85, we talked about the six thoughts that lead to yo-yo dieting. Okay, so if I want you to just catch yourself when you have, when you're thought sentences begin with these words. I'll start after. I'll start when. I already messed up, so better eat while I can. I'll eat it now so it'll all be gone. And the last one, it's not working anyway. So fill in the blank, go eat the house down. (laughs) Those are all thoughts that go through our head that lead to yo-yo dieting, you know? And so we got to take captive these thoughts you know, catch yourself when you're saying that and just know that that is not the way for a sustainable health and eating strategy. Okay. Episode 86, we talked about drainage before detox. So drainage is not something that gets a lot of press, you know, we hear a lot about detoxing, but your drainage pathways must be open before you start actively trying to detox. Well, they need to be open just for everyday detox. But especially if you're going to go in and do a concentrated intentional detox, we want to make sure that the drainage pathways are open, you know, we want to make sure that the colon is open, you know, pooping, we want the, you know, liver detoxification pathways to be working. Um, bile flow, the lymphatic system working, the glymphatic system, you know, the um, in our brains, our organs and tissues and our cells, all that we want all of these functions to be working um, so that our body can drain efficiently remove the toxins as we push them out. So um, it's important to consider drainage before detox. And so that's one reason that I like, um, again, the cell core approach is because that is the very first step is that they're looking at uh, drainage and, and energy, energizing the cells to do to be able to do their drainage work and do what they're supposed to do. And then also, you know, opening like the bowels, um, that kind of thing. 
Okay. Episode 87 was nutritional therapy for ADHD with um, a fellow nutritional therapist, Holly Carter. Um, I loved her story. It was amazing. Her son had ADHD um, and side effects from medication, from taking medication when they tried it, um, including seizures. And so they had a lot to overcome. And it was kind of a, an, an unraveling process. And she tried a lot of different things. But what really helped her, these were the kind of the takeaways that she wanted us to know was that gluten, dairy, corn, soy, and sugar do a lot of damage to the gut and digestive system. Okay. Um, and we know that, you know, the gut, there's that, um, that gut and brain relationship. And so we've got to make sure that our gut is working correctly. I've talked a lot about that here. Um, but that omega-3s, are really helpful and that in high doses they have a similar effect to Ritalin is what she said. She also gave to her son a multivitamin, um, made sure he had enough vitamin B6, zinc, magnesium, probiotics. Um, she used digestive enzymes with her son. Um, and once, you know, in the beginning, if you listen to that podcast, you know, she's her mom. She's just trying to make this happen. And so they didn't start with a lot of change in the diet. Um, but they started with these other things, with these supplements, and they finally got around to um, changing the diet and, and healing the gut. And that's when they really made progress. Um, they addressed his candida, and she said once they addressed the candida, his attention span tripled. So amazing. He just bounded forward with his learning. He had a big growth spurt. Um, he was able, able to go off of his seizure medications. And so um, it was just a real success story, very encouraging. And she helps um, other moms with that, um, you know, help their kids. So if you need help with that, she's a great resource. Um, episode 90 was the podcast I did with Mike McNeil, who is my friend and um, my rep at CellCore. And he's just a wealth of knowledge. He has his own amazing story. Um, of overcoming health problems. And I just remember him saying, you know, once he really um, took it to this this high level of gut healing and he expelled the candida and the parasites in his body, you might remember we talked, we had some very graphic discussion about parasites and <laughs> and some, you know, some of the bathroom situations he was in because, you know, I like to be TMI up in here. But, um, but anyway, once he did that, I mean, he has sugar craving stop. He was able to reverse his type 2 diabetes. I mean, just a really amazing story. But we did talk about how parasites are much more common than we think. Um, but we all talked, we talked about um, some of my favorite cell core supplements, the three amigos, which um, is the the mito ATP, the CT minerals and the hydroxygen. And you know, the, the mito ATP and the CT minerals, those are all three liquids. Okay. Um, these like li liquid tinctures and um, amazing. And the way that the all the cell core products are formulated, they're very bioactive, meaning they're just, they're so well um, utilized by the body. They really get to your cells well. And so when I started taking those, I just had an, a really in, a noticeable increase in energy, um, which makes a lot of sense when we're supporting the cells at, um, at you know, a, really just supporting cellular function, you know, and, and mitochondria. And, um, and so I, I consider that my energy shots. Um, and then the hydroxygen, so you take the mito ATP and the CT, CT minerals together um, with water, and then 
you take the hydroxygen right after it. It's better utilized if um, you take it a little bit separately, just like right afterwards. Anyway, those are the three amigos. Love them. They're my energy shots. So I'm going, again, I'm going to be um, sending out, you know, when I pick a daily winner, I'm going to be, um, some of the things I got were the CT minerals and the hydroxygen. Unfortunately, um, they're out of stock on the Mito ATP right now, so I couldn't get that. But um, I got several CT minerals and hydroxygen to send to you if you'll leave a if you leave a review, it could be you. Okay, episode 91 was Introduction to Homeopathy with Lori Satterwhite, who's also a functional um, nutritional therapy practitioner. And one of the great tips that she gave us was to use cell salts. Um, and they can help. You can find them at the store in the you know homeopathic se section. Um, and they help your body utilize minerals much better. Um, and she told the story about when his son, her son broke his leg really severely. And she used cell salts as part of um, just, you know, the therapy, the dietary strategy and therapy, supplemental therapy for him, that homeopathic remedy, and that the doctor said he'd never seen such a quick recovery of such a bad break. And so cell salts um, stimulate the body's natural healing mechanisms to satisfy mineral imbalances. And she talked about one... Um, that's made by Highlands. That's a pretty common homeopathic brand that you can find at your store. And it's called Highlands Bioplasma. It's a cell salt combination. And she was telling us that that's a great, you can use it as an electrolyte replacement. Um, really great for um, kids, you know, this, instead of like a, um, like for an electrolyte drink, maybe instead of a Gatorade or something like that. And then she told us about another kind of cell salt called MAGFAS, which is great for menstrual cramps. So that was a neat episode. Um, I still want to look more into that. That's on my radar of classes to take. Okay, episode 92 was The Soul of Wine with Isela Krieglinger. I loved it. That was such a great book. Um, but the, the top takeaways, I loved that, you know, she grew up... Um, in a winemaking family, you know, and worked the vineyard. And so for somebody that grew up around wine all the time and loves wine and loves to drink wine, I, I loved that she had to set some boundaries for herself. And so, her, you know, to not overdrink it, you know, and I think a lot of us struggle with overdrinking wine. And so her kind of boundaries, her rules for herself are to don't drink it every single day. Um, she only drinks it after five o'clock. And she only drinks when she's eating and in the company of others around the table. That's hard because sometimes I like to have a glass of wine as like I'm preparing for dinner. So I'm not always, you know, at dinner when I'm having wine. But that's one of her rules. And um, it helps keep things reined in for her. But that whole book is just wonderful. Okay, episode 93 was my journey with bread. And so we talked about it on a physical level and a spiritual level. And so my, my physical journey with bread, you know, I started out like, you know, a lot of us are just like good old Mrs. Baird's and I had to break up with Mrs. Baird's. Um, and so my first step on my bread journey was moving into the, to the bakery, it, the same, the bakery in the grocery store. Not that it was that great, but I just thought, well, if it's a bakery bread, it doesn't have as many of these preservatives. It's going to go, um, spoil more quickly, which is really a good sign, you know, actually, from there, I went to Ezekiel bread, which wasn't my favorite, kind of tasted like cardboard. Again, it might be better now. It's been a long time since I've eaten it. Um, then I went to store-bought gluten-free bread. 
um, which we, my family will still use. I don't eat a lot of store-bought gluten-free bread, but now I make homemade gluten-free bread and it's a, it is a yeasty bread and it's so delicious. And one day I'm going to make sourdough. Um, uh, one day I will get to that, but on a spiritual level, um, kind of my, my spiritual journey with bread, the bread of life, you know, um, I used to be scared of God and I avoided him. And it was kind of like a time period in my life that I avoided bread, right? But now I eat the bread. I love the bread. I'm not afraid of carbs. And I also seek the bread of life, um, Jesus, so much more. And so I just loved that whole metaphor and bringing that together. And um, I love bread. And I'm so happy that I have a, a good relationship with both um, tasty, delicious um, physical bread and spiritual bread, um, Jesus. Okay. 94 episode 94 was shiny diet syndrome and i'm just going to say one line here and that is to find something my friends that works long term if you are always chasing the new shiny diet you're going to stay on a yo-yo a yo-yo diet and not find um, the right thing for you so please find something that you can do in the long term okay um time management was episode 95 and we, you know, really based that on the book. Um, well, two things. We talked about the book Stewarding Life um, and talked about, you know, stewarding one of our greatest resources, which is time. And a couple of quotes from that book that are really powerful is um, it says, God has given us each a unique set of desires, aptitudes and gifts to creatively fulfill our purpose. What God has called you to do can only be done by you and it can only be done in one lifetime. Numbered days demand focused lives. Oh, it just is. That's such an incredible, incredible way to look at it. What God has called you to do can only be done by you and only can be done in this lifetime. I have actually morphed this into kind of a something I write into my journal every single day. You know, that I write that every day. What God has called me to do can only be done by me and it can only be done in this lifetime. It's just a good reminder. Another powerful quote from that book is that Satan will do all he can to destroy your time on earth. If he can't destroy it by sinful living, he will devour you by eating your time with activities of no eternal value. Really have to examine the way we use our time, my friends, and not overloading our schedule with busyness. And we talked about the need for rest, you know, rest and renewal and how even Jesus, the busiest and most productive man that ever walked the earth, took time for rest and renewal, which most importantly included time with the Father. The other thing we talked about in that episode was the Monday Hour One strategy, um, which I learned from, you know, the life coach that I follow, Brooke Castillo. And it's basically, it's nothing new. You know, it's it's basically spending one hour at the beginning of the week to plan out all, all of your time, um, not just your work time, but your family time, your fun time, your rest time, you know, and actually starting with that first. And so I've been trying to do that. It hasn't been going um, that great. <laughs> I'm still a work in progress um, on scheduling out my time. We should probably have an update, an update episode on that. Um, okay, episode 96. This was such a fun one to put together. Um, biblical food observations from Genesis. I just love this kind of to me, it's just like this organic um, seeking of wanting to, of you know, bringing food and nutrition and just God and everything that I love to do just all in one place. I just, it's so fun for me. But some of my favorite 
food observations from Genesis um, is the one from Genesis 9.20 when it says, Noah uh, made a new start and planted a vineyard, which it was like basically the first thing he did after the whole ark situation was, you know, over, you know, um, is like, he's like, I'm immediately, I need wine. I'm going to plant a vineyard. <laughs> I love that. And then Genesis 30.14 um, it says Rachel demands that Leah. Rachel demanded that Leah give her some of the erotic herbs that Leah's son Reuben found. So we talked about that verse. I just thought it was kind of fascinating. And you know, the version I read, it had erotic herbs. I'm like erotic herbs. And I told y'all Genesis is like this crazy soap opera of a book. Um, but this stood out to me, and so I had to do a little more investigating. And the erotic herbs they were talking about were mandrakes. And it's this root that was used medicinally in a variety of ways, but um, one was to enhance sexual desire and fertility. And so it was just ironic that Rachel is asking Leah, her sister, they're both married to the same man, Jacob, and there's some definite sibling rivalry there. But Rachel's asking her sister um, for these erotic herbs so that she can, you know, use them with her husband and Leah's like isn't it enough that you took away my husband will you take my son's mandrakes too and then Rachel replies very well he can sleep with you tonight in return for your son's mandrakes and I'm like I mean this is just really messed up <laughs> this situation <laughs> but uh kind of fascinating nonetheless I love kind of that plant that plant medicine little nod to plant medicine there um and then one thing y'all oh my gosh when I was talking about um, Cain and Abel, I got, I kind of got my names mixed up in there. And I think I said, a um, Abel killed Cain. I don't know. I got my tongue tied. And so that kind of thing causes me such great angst when I misspeak. And if I like say a Bible verse, you know, if I give you the wrong address for the Bible verse, or I get mixed up and say it wrong, like it just brings me a lot of anguish and so I'm sorry that that's going to happen because I'm just a regular gal I am not a theologian but anyway that was really just more of me tripping over my words so I want to clarify that um Cain killed Abel <laughs> and not the other way around and it was because God preferred Abel's sacrifice over Cain's and so Cain got mad and killed his brother which was not good and it was horrible but anyway wanted to clear that up and just remind you that that's going to happen from time to time I'm going to I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, so bear with me. Okay, episode 97, Iridology with Dr. Rebecca Thomas. Wasn't that fascinating? So I shared with you about my visit to the iridologist um, and kind of all the things she found with me. But, you know, if you're, if, you, if you're new to this, you're just hearing this and you didn't hear that, um, you know, iridology and sclerology are the studies of the iris and the whites of your eyes. And it's this holistic um, health practice, which with the study of what's going on in the eye can give you a picture of what's going on in your whole body. And um, it's got 85 to 90% accuracy. It's really fascinating. She was very spot on with so many of the things that she told me and we talked about. Um, and what's interesting is that one of the eyes, your right eye shows the genetic pattern from your father and the left eye shows the genetic pattern from your mother. So very fascinating. Um, and she recommended, um, when I was telling her sometimes I get hormonal headaches, she recommended Feverfew to discourage platelet aggregation. So that was a good tip. And we also talked a lot about the importance of iodine. And when I started taking iodine, I feel like my brain woke up. You know, 
it already like it my energy had already gotten better when I added the mito ATP and the CT minerals and then when I added iodine it was like bing so that was very exciting episode 98 uh top 10 health game changers um that was like an episode I should that should have been like episode one but you know we got around to it episode 98 that was a great one all the the things that you want to do you just your foundational health um, most important things you do for health. And I'm just going to remind you of number one, which is hydration. Um, and make sure that you get half of your weight in ounces of water per day. Okay. Um, episode 99 was Ancient Remedies with Dr. Josh Axe. So exciting. Now you know the backstory on that one. And, um, you know, that book was, his book really is great. It's a great resource. But um, what... I, you know, I loved getting the opportunity to ask him some things I'd been, I've been dying to ask another Christian health practitioner. So I asked him about meat in the diet, you know, um, how important that was. And he said 95% of people do better with some sort of animal protein in the diet. I asked him about eating wheat and he was basically like, yep, nope, not helpful unless maybe you're on vacation in Italy or something like that. But generally speaking, it's, it's harmful to health. Um, and he's not too big on eating grains, uh, too many grains either. But he did say that the most gentle on the body are probably rice, oats, and quinoa. I asked him about ingesting essential oils. And he said it depends on the oil. But you, you know, you do have to be careful. And I just wanted you to hear that because, um, you know, I know a lot of people do ingest essential oils, but internally, you know, but they can really affect the balance of your microbiome. So you got to watch that. And I asked him if he eats pork and shellfish. And he said no. And that made me sad for bacon. I did give up bacon for Lent. Um, and I am working on a podcast about this. And, you know, you start looking in that and then you're like looking in the digestive system of cattle. So it's taken me, you know, it's, it's, there's some details there. So I'm, it's, I'm coming around with it. Um, been working on it. So we will explore the reasons for that a little bit more in an upcoming episode. Um, episode 100 was the gut reset to budge weight loss. And so we talked about, you know, my story of uh, my body weight shifting down both times I did a gut reset and how if you're stuck at a plateau and you've kind of already done the variation strategy and some other things that, um, you know, a gut reset could help. You know, I really think just about everybody can benefit from a good gut reset, especially if you've ever been on an antibiotic and, you know, who hasn't. But we talked about the five big strategies of a good gut protocol. You know, it's not just about taking a probiotic to get more good bacteria in. You've got to also go in uh, more aggressively and address the pathogens that have been allowed to take over. Um, so that's one, you have to eradicate the pathogens. You have to support the body with digestive, you know, supports as needed, like maybe digestive enzymes or stomach acid or bile support. You want to bind and drain right? Bind up the things you're killing off with a binder and make sure that the drainage pathways are open so that everything can get out. And finally, yes, you want to use a probiotic or incorporate probiotic foods to help repopulate the good gut bacteria. All right. Um, episode one-on-one -on -one was functional approach to interpreting cardiovascular lab markers. And the important thing that I really wanted to understand here was that, you know, a functional lab range versus a standard lab range, you know, is going to be different. And how the lab range that you see on your blood test is not necessarily the optimal range for health, you know. And so we were looking, um, looking at things through a functional lab range. 
um, in applying some optimal numbers for cardiovascular health and, um, and really considering context around your numbers before jumping to a pharmaceutical like a statin. You know, for instance, I shared with you that my total cholesterol was high, my LDL was high, my homeocysteine, uh, homocysteine was high. Um, and so, you know, by conventional standards, I am a candidate for a statin, you know, if you're just looking at those numbers at face value. Um, but you got to put context around that. You know, my homocysteine being high um, is likely the reason my LDL is high, you know. And so that can be addressed with um, B vitamins, right, some methylated B vitamins, although I'm going to take, um, you know, use the liver and see if that helps. My vitamin D was low. My BUN was high, indicating some dehydration, you know, which puts stress and the vitamin D being low, that all puts stress on the cardiovascular system and, and can influence those numbers. And so there's some easy things to do about these problems, you know, like take the B vitamins to break down the homocysteine, uh, drink more water, supplement with vitamin D. I mean, those are the first steps we can take. And when you know that, conte that context, you can address it like that and not just immediately um, be turned on to a statin. Episode 102 with Beth Schultz, um, who is a WALS practitioner and a nutritional therapist. And I loved her story of losing 100 pounds, overcoming Lyme, uh, Lyme disease, multiple sclerosis, and finding Jesus while she was doing a 10-day master cleanse. That was fantastic. What I really loved about this episode is, you know, it showed that Beth successfully used a vegan diet as a short-term cleanse and then found her ultimate healing by adding in animal sources of food. And it just speaks perfectly to what, you know, we're always talking about here. Genesis 129, um, eat plants. And Genesis 9-3, eat meat or, you know, animal sources of food. And how sometimes using something like a vegan diet or on the flip side of that, maybe a meat-based diet um, as a therapeutic approach can be extremely useful, you know. And so... We we don't live in the extreme, but we can use some of the extremes as a therapeutic approach. And I just thought that her story um, helped that, but also just really showed beautifully the the reason we need both plants and animal foods in the diet. And then our last episode with about Christian minimalism with Pastor Rebecca was fantastic. Um, Yep, I'm still due a good, good clean out. And I, you know, we are still in the season of Lent. And I am trying to keep my um, spending rain, you know, really reined in and keeping my schedule open for time with the Lord. And um, just eating well through Feast of Fast and, you know, just honoring this time and, and keeping things more minimalistic and simple. And then here we are, y'all. Episode 104, best of podcast for year two. Um, I'm just so incredibly grateful for you for being here, for receiving this information, um, for wanting, you know, for seeking more God and better health and just in doing that together. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for all of you who leave um, a podcast review. Go and do it. If you haven't done it before, it's, um, you know, if you look on your, if you look on the podcast on your phone, you can do it right on your phone. It's super easy. It takes a, just a couple seconds. Um, a minute, less than a minute. And um, I appreciate it so much. And I will be drawing winners daily this week. So don't miss out on that. You might get you one of these cool Cellcore um, supplements. Very, very neat. Okay, my friend. I can't wait to go into year three. I already have a lot of um, good topics lined up. My brain works faster than I can actually, you know, 
process to put in a podcast episode, but there's a lot of ideas and lots of things that we have to talk about. And those are going to be coming up soon. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, leave a review, share this podcast with your friends, with your family. Um, let's spread the good news of real food, the way God made it and, uh, feel good, you know, feel well so that we can serve well and show up that, you know, as everything God created us to be in this world. All right, my friends, I hope you have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Hi, everyone. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.